Welcome to Tiki Central Canada. Ever wonder what's in that cool, refreshing drink that you just have to have on that hot summer's day? Mmm, me too. Picture a man going on a journey beyond sight and sound. He has left society. He has entered Tiki Central with palm trees, beach sand, blue skies, and God, get me a drink now. Here are your hosts, Craig and Cam, and their wacky views in drinks, life, and maybe information. Okay, so, hey, this is Tiki Central Canada, and uh, I'm Craig Stevens, and this is a special uh, episode we're doing. It's actually live from Earl of Sussex here at 431 Sussex Drive in Ottawa. And so what it is is that these are interviews that we're doing with the bartenders for the Made with Love competition that's coming up on April 1st here in Ottawa at the Hegaculture Centre. It's going to be from 5 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Monday, April 1st, like I said. And one of the bartenders that I'm interviewing right now is Mike Campbell. How are we doing, Mike? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you are working and doing. Uh, currently, I'm just working at two, two different uh, bars in Ottawa. But uh, before that, I was traveling. Uh, working in Korea, I got asked to go open a bar there. No and way! Then, uh, yeah, international so, guy. International Korea, Amsterdam. Wow! Um, a few bars in Ottawa before that, and then traveling around, taking time, and then that's amazing. Yeah, going to South America in in May. Nice for uh, for a month. So, do you, so going to these different regions of the world, are, do you seeing drinking habits different? Absolutely. Yeah, Korea so is, give, uh, an, give an example of like what you see different from, say, the Canadian drinking way we drink in Canada compared to, say, Amsterdam or I think, Korea. I think Korea is more, it's more of a, it, it's ingrained in the culture and uh, in the work culture specifically. And there's, there's a saying that if you don't drink, they don't trust you. No and, way. And uh, after work, it's, there's like words for it in Korean. But you go drink with coworkers, whatever company you work for, Samsung, or you work for the small family restaurant on the corner, you all go out drinking, you all... Um, so they're known for drinking? Absolutely, yeah. Wow. And, and you have to keep up with the oldest member of staff. No way. Uh, so obviously that doesn't happen, so some people obviously just flat out pass out, right? Some people leave, but then, but then they look at you differently too, so you kind of have to just <laughs> stick it out. That's crazy, because so, yeah. we live in a culture where it's the other way around. You go with your coworkers, especially if you're with your boss and stuff, you kind of have to be a little to, more reserved. Yeah. But you have to kind of watch yourself. There, they the bosses kind of want you to be not reserved anymore because you are. Most people are so professional and work so hard six days a week there that when you have that one time off, they want you to kind enjoy of let, it. Let loose. And uh, wow, and then yeah, they're known for karaoke too. I guess yeah, a little bit of karaoke. <laughs> I never, I never participated in that. No, but, uh, I can't either. I can't do it. Yeah, There's not I, enough drinks in the world yeah. to do karaoke. <laughs> I dodged most of those nights. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Amsterdam. How's it in Amsterdam? Uh, I was working in a Michelin restaurant, Michelin star restaurant there. Okay. Uh, and it was a very small team and it was very professional. So we didn't drink that much, actually. Okay. We were more of a, everyone had a family but me. We came to work, we did our job, went home. Drinking there is more of a, I think, a social big group thing. You sit at a table full of 20 people. Oh, okay. So um, more people at a table than just like, say, two or three people. Yeah, it's more, they're more there to meet people they don't know. Oh, Whereas okay, Korea, wow. no one really would reach out to you if they don't know you. You're not going to really talk to you. Right. Oh. Kind of like here as well. Right, Unless yeah. Of- so it's going to be fascinating to see all these different cultures and like how people, the drinking culture actually also affects in, in, those, in those regions. Yeah, super, super different, but, yeah. but everyone still drinks. <laughs> so 
Now, did you go to school for bartending, or did you sort of self-taught? I went to school for culinary. Uh, and then at, at one point, I had a teacher that was uh, like our service teacher. Yep. And she taught me a lot about, about doing this. And, and she would always point out, like, look, you're going to make way more money doing this if you just <laughs> listen right. to me and do this. We do, don't tell, do the, we don't tell the crooks that, by the way, you know. We make more money than they do. But we, don't, we don't want to let them know. It's completely different wherever you are. In, in Amsterdam, I was making more cooking than the servers were. But wow, in, in Korea, okay. I made more managing than the servers and the cooks did. Wow, so, so it's different, different Wherever regions, I go, yeah. I kind of change what I'm doing most times. But bartending is my passion and what I, what I enjoy sure. to do. And so did you start off like from the kind of from the bottom work your way up? Or were you automatically just a bartender? Like, Did you do the, the bar back? The uh, I started as like a dishwasher when I was 17 and then... And then I cooked until I was 20, and then I took a job uh, working for free at a, a, a very high-end restaurant Nice. Uh, for three months. I did that, and then I kind of could just jump into... I started I started bartending at uh, the Black Tomato right away and kind of just took over the bar program there for the, the next two years. Nice. And that's what, one of the things that we always emphasize on the show is that people like to get into bartending uh, job or industry need to realize that there's, you pay your dues. Yeah, absolutely. There's no one that just jumps into a place and go, okay, now I'm your head bartender and I get all the prime shifts. Like, no, it doesn't work that way at all. No, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of bad shifts or late things. And yeah, you get like the Sunday brunches and the, yeah, 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 the yeah. Monday nights where like, nobody's in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm still 24, so I still get the Sunday brunches, and that's okay. Oh, you know? okay. So, I'm not, so you're still paying your dues? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> wait, wait if, you're, if you're supposed to be doing Sunday, what are you doing here? You got to get off for today? Is that oh, it? we stopped doing brunch at the restaurant I was working at. They just stopped it. Oh, okay. So then you're like, phew, so I no get sun, now no. I get Sunday morning, Sunday yeah. night off. Nice. So what if, of all the cocktails that you make at the bar, what is like one of the favorite ones you like making? Uh, in Korea, I was making a... Uh, so the, the bar was part-owned by Pilsner Raquel Beer Company. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, so I was making a cocktail with their beer... Uh, some Korean peach, which is uh, something you can't get anywhere else in the world. It's really specific uh, peach flavor that they have. Uh, and then perilla leaf sugar. Perilla leaf's a kind of like a Korean mint, okay. but we also can't get it here. And there's just a lot of Korean ingredients and flavors, but mixed with a Czech beer to kind of go with the restaurant. Uh, that one was really cool. So I guess for you, you have an advantage over some of these other guys you're competing against because you've been around the world. You've seen different ingredients and how well they work together. And some of these ingredients, like you said, they're not available in Canada, so you kind of almost got a little bit of a palette already going coming into the competition. I think so. And that's something I just want to keep doing the rest of my life, though. I want to keep yeah. traveling and tasting new things and doing new things. And, and for this contest, because I'm just kind of representing myself, I'm going to use Korean, Korean ingredients. I have a Korean lady in Chinatown well, that's connection. giving me some ah, stuff. Yeah. There you go. Um, just to keep it, like, you know, authentic and, like, this is, yeah. I'm doing this because I know this. Well, so one of the things I want to emphasize to people that are, if you're going to the Maple Hill competition, a lot of these cocktails that you're going to see there at the competition is not something you're normally going to see on a regular restaurant menu or some of the ingredients you're not even going to be able to get right, yeah. in a regular store or even like some supply store. Like these are very, like you said, some of the ingredients are very unique. And uh, it's the same thing in tiki culture, like I've mentioned before on the show. There's some ingredients that you have to do some serious research or have a connection like Mike, Mike's got, mm-hmm. you know, to get those ingredients. So what is the, the cocktail that you love having when you're not, when you're not working? What's your, uh, your oh, go-to? I, I, I drink beer and wine. I don't really. Ah, you're like I me. Guess no, it's the same as me. I, well, no, actually, I, okay, I do drink cocktails, obviously. But for the most part, I'm, I'm a bottle of beer and a wine guy. Yeah, if yes. I got to have a cocktail, I'll have a Negroni. But uh, I'd rather have a bottle of red wine or yeah, exactly. something yes. like that. 
It's true because after work, you just want to relax and lay back and I don't enjoy stuff. I don't want to think about what I'm drinking. I just want to drink it, you know? Exactly. Especially <laughs> some of the places, if they have a really extensive cocktail menu, if I'm just finishing up work, I probably won't appreciate, you know, the effort they put into this drink. Because you're just like, I just want to just drink. I just want to drink. You're not looking at it from the value of like, okay, the actual drink itself. We're more like, I just want to get something in me and have enjoy myself. Exactly. If yeah, I'm yeah. going on a date or something, maybe, but, but then you need dates to go on with. So to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> If, if any single ladies up there, Mike's looking. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. He'll be at his own booth, so he'll have like, you know, a little critic, a business card he can hand out there for you. Might have some small animals too. <laughs> there you go. Since you've been in this, like you said, like uh, this is different places around the world and now you're doing this competition. Where do you see cocktails going in the, in the few years, like in the region or even just in general? Uh, I think, I think in, in Ottawa specifically, it's, it's catching up to, uh, to the rest of the, the major, world, right? like North America, the world, yeah. but the major parts of, of Canada, of, of Toronto, Montreal, things like that. We're still catching up to them for sure. But then when you go to places like, like Korea, the cocktail culture, it's either way behind or there's a few places where they've brought in like experts from around the world and they're way ahead. Um, but you also pay for that oh, yeah. experience. It's a premium um, drink, right? It, yeah, it's a, it's a $20 we drink. Had, uh, exactly. We had Gaz Regan come to a bar in Korea uh, and he was doing uh, his finger stirred Negronis for $40. Holy man. Uh, I'll just take one. Yeah, Thank the, you. The, uh, uh, the restaurant owner uh, spot those for <laughs> us. Like, you know, oh, God, no. So is this your first time doing the event? Yeah, it is. So how would you find the, the qualifier event, that, uh, the part of the event, the, the black box? Uh, I did that part last year as well. So, I did, so I've done that round twice. That one's fun. It's, it's different. I'm more excited for this, uh, this bigger style event. I'm looking at it more like a uh, like a showcase. Not, not it's not so much a competition to me, but I get to go you and your make counts, some cool right? stuff, talk to people, exactly, shake yeah. some hands. Yeah. And I said, I think some of these bartenders that are going to the competition. Yes, they're representing a bar, of course, that they're mm. being at. But again, these drinks you're probably not even going to see on their menu at their bar. Right. It's more like for their own showcase for the for the, their talents and what they they've done for sure. So, what did you have in the black box? Uh, they said I had uh, pear and gin. And then halfway through the round, uh, someone mentioned that was apple, not pear. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I was going to make a pear cream tea, like a hot drink. Yeah. And, uh, and then I made an apple cream tea. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, obviously it worked because you're still, in a competition. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, it still worked out. It still worked um, out for you there. So, so since it's like your second time doing the black box and it's your first time doing the main event, the main uh, semifinals, was it uh, more fun-oriented for you or was it more pressure of competing? Oh, it's only about fun. Right. I don't... For me, the pressure is like even the black park, black box was like not uh, sort of some sort of pressure. No, that competing. was fun. I got to hang out with friends all night. I got to make a drink at one point. That was the first cocktail I made in two months after leaving Korea. Oh no uh, way! And I just hadn't had a job yet, or I, I did, but not a not a cocktail making job. So that was just it was just fun. I don't. Uh, there's pressure in some things in life, but not not bartending. I don't think your work should be should be too much pressure. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, for I want, sure. Yeah, I don't want wrinkles. I want to stay young and. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, you're okay. still young, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me, I've been around the block a few times, so there you go, yeah. <laughs> what is, so, so what are uh, some of the ingredients that you like working with? Like, now, now let's not talk about Korea, because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously ex- those are pretty exotic. But I mean, say, like, when you're in Canada, some of the ingredients that you like working with, either at work or even at home? Here, usually, um, I just like to focus on what, what's available around us, um, yeah. especially when I was at, like, Black Tomato or... Whenever I was running the cocktail program, yeah, uh, I would always like use different farms, different suppliers nearby, Acorn Creek. Um, so was it like a seasonal like thing? So they say exactly. summertime, so and the, then you have winter. Your winter menu as yeah, well. Yeah, and then the menu would change with that. And then you know, going into the winter here, then you start learning about like fermentation, 
jarring, pickling, all these different ways to make things last throughout the winter um, as much as we could, just so we're staying true to, to what we're offering to people. So for you, when you, you made these, these cocktails, you talked about the black tomato, did it also help you be a better bartender? Like, did you kind of like learn some new techniques? Did it force you to kind of like, okay, I'm going to learn something that I've never learned before, or I'm going to do an infusion that I've never done before and just try it yeah, out? Yeah, I, I always wanted to, um, my, I always want to keep things fresh, keep things new and change it weekly. It's just one of the things I've learned from different people is like, if you have a new menu every week, there's another reason to come back. Uh, and through that, you learn how to work with different ingredients different things always pushing myself not just like drink making wise but culinary wise and like i would always it always is cooking hand in hand with with that well yeah because you, you have to make cocktails for your restaurant that sort of can be you know matched with the drink the, the food that's on the menu right. at the same time right. right you can't have something that's all exotic and then all of a sudden all the food is just you know burgers burger, and yeah, steaks yeah. it doesn't work yeah. and then uh and even with made with love like for the food pairing i'm making it myself no way. For, for 700 wow. people. Uh, thankfully, one of the places I'm working at is letting me use the kitchen, but uh, me and uh, one of my chef friends from Toronto is coming down, Adam. He's going to, me and him are going to make all the food and pair it, and I'm super excited about that. Nice. So now, do you already have your drink already made up for this event for next week? Uh, 95% done. I'm going to finish okay. the rest tonight. <laughs> it, it Just the, the specs aren't done, but all the ingredients are right, right. pretty much set. So did you spend the whole month like, just sort of like working on it, working on it, working on it, or do you like... Because we had one bartender here uh, a couple of hours ago, and he was just like, oh, I'm just kind of like last-minute guy. I whipped it together in five minutes. Like, that sounds like vision. That's, that's crazy. I, I can't do that. There's no way. You know. um, well, the first uh, week and a half, I had my appendix out, so oh, I didn't even didn't think know. of uh, <laughs> cocktails then. Uh, and then I guess the last like two weeks, I've been working on it after work, maybe every other day. Um, I kind of had an idea in my head, and then I've just kind of built on it and right. made it better. And uh, So what spirit actually do you have for so competition? I have Campari. You had the Campari. Uh, and I, like, I drank a lot of Negronis, but I didn't drink a lot of Campari on its own, and now I'm learning how strong and how sweet that is of flavor. Oh, just... so there's an episode we actually did, and you might want to check it out. It's called The Jungle Bird, and it actually has Campari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we made yeah. that at uh, when I was at Mati. We would have Jungle Bird there on the There you menu. go, yeah. yeah. It's an awesome drink. It's good, yeah. But now I've kind of like lowered the amount of alcohol. Just It's going to be like a low ABV. Okay. Still Campari and just a bunch of flavor. Um, so we, I have to ask a question. So you said you want to lower, you lowered the. Is there a standard level you have to have in the drink? Like, it has, does it have to be no? Okay, it has to be an ounce, ounce and a half, two ounces. Is there a? Because I, I don't know. I've never competed in the competition itself. I've gone to the events myself, but I've never actually been on the other side of the fence. Right. Is there because you're obviously representing the the spirit that you're that you're doing? Is there a fixed amount that has to be in that drink? I hope, well, so from what I read yesterday, yeah. uh, it just has to be the only spirit in the drink. Okay, okay. Um, so is that an actual like okay? It has to be at least an ounce, right. an ounce and a half, two ounces or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So cool, I was cool. starting with 1.5, but then that was the Campari was just too much. Right. So, so I'm just going to do a one ounce and then everything else. But I just mean, like, if you think, if you bring it down to one ounce and then you have other things that complement the Campari, I'm sure as long that's... As the Campari is still there, yeah. Exactly. It's still you got the t- It's like a Jungle Bird. In Jungle Bird, there's actually other ingredients that make it combine well with the Campari. So the Campari is like a, just a, a hint mm-hmm. of the layers that you're going to taste in the drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Cool. So you're going to be, uh, yeah, at the Made with Love competition, which is April 1st, like we talked about. Uh, check out uh, Mike's booth. He's going to be actually an independent, so there's no restaurant tied to him. Which, uh, yeah, it should be pretty cool. I'm going to have a big sign out front that says, this isn't a bake sale. Oh, no way. That's going to be awesome. That's going to be awesome. This is going to be a really good event. I can't wait to go to this thing. I'm going to be there. Tiki Central is going to be there. We got to have our own booth. So if you are going around and it's getting really busy and you want more information about Mike Campbell, then definitely come to our site, uh, sorry, our booth. Come to our booth and, uh, yeah, we'll give you some information about Mike and all his, about his drinks. 
Sweet. All right. Thanks, Mike, for coming in. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's awesome. And uh, we'll see you guys at Made With Love. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? Where's my drink?